0: He must have worked out today, I thought almost aloud. I instinctively drew as much breath into my lungs as I could discreetly muster. He looked as if he were searching for the most fitting theme music for his commute, head down, ears wrapped by shiny, chrome-finished Soul Republic headphones. He flashed an easy smile and quickly approached. He was looking for me? Yep, confirmed. The moment his gaze fell on mine, I felt a rush of warmth rise up and radiate through my every limb from my tips to my toes. The beams quickly turned into a wave of self-consciousness, and I inadvertently touched the letters on my fading black t-shirt that spelled out THE CORNER BAKERY and cast my eyes downward. Where was he coming from? Where did he work? What was his name? I still had tons of questions— After saving a seat for him every single day of the work week for the past three years, we were practically strangers. "'Hey,' he said breathlessly as he plopped down, releasing a single beautiful and glistening bead of sweat. It glided down the side of his face. I wanted to catch it and take it to work with me. "'Hi,' I stammered. "'Were you running?' "'Nah,' he answered in his nondescript accent. "'Was he from up north, out west?' I worked out late today and just jumped out of the shower at work. I know you don't usually see me dressed like this. I'd noticed. He was usually dressed in office attire, but not boring, you know. His shirts were fitted enough to show that he worked out. His shirts were obviously dry-cleaned, not washed at the coin laundry and ironed with an old leaky iron that needed to be scraped with a butter knife. They were always crisp and smelled like new, even underneath what smelled like some expensive cologne I didn't recognize. His pants were upscale. I started calling them slacks. Slacks was a better word to describe what he wore against those thighs that were brushing up against mine as the train bumped and grinded against their rails. He was wearing a fitted white t-shirt made of thicker and softer cotton than the cheap peeling one I was wearing, and heather-gray sweatpants, the kind with straight open legs and tailored cargo pockets. Pockets? How much money did this guy make? I settled myself with a silent little affirmation. "'Pockets on his sweats or not, he's no god, just a man. "'A beautiful, educated, office attire-wearing man "'with creamy, sepia-toned skin "'too smooth to have ever experienced a single one of his pores "'being clogged by porky steam water and bacon grease. "'I digressed. "'Cammie Ann Robbins, you are good enough. "'And beautiful. "'People are always saying she's too pretty to be living over here. "'She's so pretty!' She could have been anything if it weren't for her having to take care of her good-for-nothing mama. I'm educated, though it may have taken me a little longer. My degree didn't come in a fancy leather-bound cover, nor does it hang in a high-dollar office with lots of windows and a view of the King and Queen's building. But I've got a degree, a real one. And so what if I don't wear soft-flowing blouses and pencil skirts to work? I'm a manager and a darn good one. I'm what the bosses call a go-to type, and I've got a great package of benefits, too. No more comparing my porky steam-water clogged pores to his glowing complexion. He was beautiful. I'd give him that. We settled into our routine silence, thighs grazing every now and then, stolen glances and awkward little smiles volleying back and forth, until that sad and unwelcome stop at Lindbergh Station, where we would both exit. He'd let me off first because he was that kind of man, a a gentle one cultured and thoughtful. He'd say, All right, be good, Miss Lady. And I would say, Thanks, have a good one, just like always. And I'd kick myself for not coming up with some new witty retort, something kind of flirty. Would a coy wink be too much, too cheesy? The train grinded to a noisy stop. We stood and began the farewell ritual. Be good, Miss Lady. Thanks, have a good one. The clanging of steamers, hisses of frothers, and the lazy moans from Nancy Sinatra's cover of Bang Bang My Baby Shot Me Down snapped me from my daze as I squeezed by a not-so-gentlemanly patron who was in too much of a hurry to let my svelte 125-pound, 5-foot, 5-inch frame clear the entrance before he made his hurried exit.